You're listening to the Strong and Powerful Podcast. Find your strength, unleash your power, and live the life you want. The goal of this podcast is to help you develop mindset techniques to create a strong foundation of positive self-worth and body image, along with skills to overcome bullies and social media negativity. I'm Kira Langolf, your host, author of Mindset Makeover, and host of The Fit Girl Guide to Getting in Shape. I'll be sharing with you my personal and professional experiences to help you find your strengths and live your life as the strong and powerful person you are meant to be. Visit our website at strongandpowerful.com. This is podcast episode number five. In this episode, things that you can and cannot control and how to deal with those on a daily basis. The first step in strengthening your mindset is to recognize what you can and cannot control. And there are many things that you actually think you can control, but you can't. And on the contrary, there's many situations which you think you cannot control, but you are definitely able to control. So we're going to talk about control, accountability, and adaptability. How to handle those things that you think you control, but you can't, and how to handle those things that you can't control, but you can. So the first thing you'd want to do is think about it. Honestly, think about things that you can control. Now, can you control other people? Can you control the weather? Can you control interruptions? Well, no, you really can't. Can you control your actions, your reactions, your thoughts, and your perception of things? Well, yes, you definitely can. So think of some examples of this. If you cannot control the weather, then getting upset about the fact that it's raining really shouldn't get you, well, upset and angry. You just need to prepare or plan for that by checking the weather before you leave and making sure you have an umbrella or something with you just in case it rains. Now, the other way to look at it is if it does rain, then, well, you're not prepared, then you don't worry about it. You say, well, it's just something I can't control and do the best you can going on with your day. The biggest thing that we get in trouble with is interruptions and other people because oftentimes we think that we can control those. We want to control those, but we really can't because other people might say or do things that you're not expecting. Interruptions can come in many different forms and sometimes they're very trivial and other times they might be astronomical. So depending on the priority of those interruptions, well, that'll actually dictate what you control. And that means that's going to dictate whether you stop what you're doing to deal with it or you don't. And those two things, people and interruptions, are definitely the ones that give us the most stress. So starting to rethink that process and how you deal with people and how you see interruptions is going to take a big load off of your mind and make you feel a little better about being in control of some things, but not necessarily everything, because you can at least be in control of how you deal with these things and your thoughts and reactions to other people and interruptions. Something else that seems to stress us out a lot is being late or being not on time for either an appointment or work. And that is something that's under our control. Now, granted, if you're on your way to work and there's an accident in front of you and you left with plenty of time to get there, then you know what? That's not in your control. Sometimes that one accident messes everybody up 
for miles to go and really can affect so many other people and it's out of your control. So you need to perceive it as something that you cannot control. However, if you left late to begin with and then there's an accident, well, you might have been able to control that in the sense that you could have left earlier. Now, I know there's always those times where it seems like if you leave early, you end up being there way too early. And if you leave one minute late, then all of a sudden you're 30 minutes late because of whatever traffic or whatever the case may be. So it comes with experience trying to figure out where you're going and how long it's going to take. But if you always anticipate an extra five or 10 minutes, then you definitely have a better shot at getting there on time. And of course, relieving your stress, because even if you do get there early, you're going to be less stressed out than if you were getting someplace late. Now, of course, you can't change whether there is a reroute or an accident or something that's going to delay you even when you have plenty of time. So that's something where you're going to look at your perception and your reactions and your actions. Are you going to sit there and stress about it? Or are you going to just call ahead and say, hey, there's an accident, I'm going to be late. And realize that you had no control over it and there's nothing you can do about it right now. So all you can do is sit there and maybe be productive in the sense of going through different scenarios and using some of the tools that we're going through right now and through this whole podcast to make yourself better. Because your time is going to pass no matter what. So you can either sit there and be upset or angry, or you can do something productive. And it could be even something as simple as stretching, stretching your arms, stretching your fingers. Um, sometimes you're gripping that wheel so tightly because you're just nervous or upset or whatever. And if you're stopped in traffic, great time to sit there and just open up your fingers, stretch out your hands, do something that gets that blood flowing and makes your body feel good too. Being able to recognize what you can and cannot control is not always easy. That's why, like anything else, you need to practice it. You need to open your eyes and start looking at your day and think about what you can control and what you can't. So you're always in control of your own thoughts, your own actions, and your own reactions at all times. And often it may not even feel like that was true, but it is. And when it comes to thoughts, actions, and reactions, we all need to slow down and stop and think before we act and react. A good exercise and a good habit to get into is pausing before you respond or before you act or react to other people or interruptions. That way you have a chance to kind of collect your thoughts and have things projected in the right way rather than snapping at someone or maybe even saying the wrong thing and possibly regretting it later. If you truly want to strengthen your mind and gain control over your self-confidence and self-esteem and your whole world, then you need to recognize these things that you can and cannot control. And you'll want to take responsibility for yourself to improve. So stop and think for a moment about all those things in your life that you really truly can control. You can control what you eat. You can control your planning to some extent and what you get done each day. We already talked about your reactions, your thoughts, habits that you want to make, habits that you want to break. Those are all within your control. 
And when you start looking at your day in a different light, from a different perspective, you'll start to see that there are things that you can control that you didn't think you could. And that's a powerful moment because now you're gaining more control over your time and over your life. Now, obviously, your mind is responsible for how you see these things. And it's also responsible for your stress levels. And since it controls how you perceive things and how you perceive stress, it's also going to control how you deal with or adapt to stress. And like anything else, it's creating the habit of how to deal with things and creating a pattern that you use each time something comes up that might be throwing your day off or something that comes up that you think you have no control over. So for a second, let's focus on that relationship between perception and stress. Well, perception is going to influence how you react to events. So if you stop for a moment and think before you start to react, you might just be eliminating all of your stress right then and there. Because sometimes that knee-jerk reaction is the worst. And since how you react to a certain events determines your stress level, then all of a sudden you're in control of that stress level. It doesn't have to be high just because something happened if you stop and you think and you react calmly and appropriately. And you'll notice dealing with other people that when you have something to react to and you display it or explain it in a calm manner, it's a whole lot differently perceived than if you're screaming at the top of your head and your face is all red and your veins are popping out. So that's why you definitely want to stop and take that deep breath before you start to talk to someone else or react to an event. Now I know this isn't the easiest thing to do, but that's why we say practice makes permanent. So keep practicing the right way when events happen that you need to react to. And starting to take stock and looking at these perceptions and these actions and reactions, it's all a way to understand how to focus what your energy should be focusing on, that you do have the power to focus on what's important to you. And some things are important to focus on and other things are just much better off forgotten about. And prioritizing them and putting them in perspective is going to help you see what's most important to you, what matters most, versus what little trivial things might be blowing up in your face right now, but at the end of the day, they're really not a huge event. And only you can determine how you react to that. So when you spend your time focusing on what you truly can control, you're actually pushing away those things that you cannot control. And that's going to eliminate a lot of your stress or at least reduce it significantly. Control would be the first part, but the second and third part would be accountability and adaptability, which sounds pretty ominous, but it's not. Accountability is just saying, you know what? I know what I can control. I know what I cannot control. And just being accountable to yourself, the most important person that you probably know, which you probably don't think you are, but you really are. So taking accountability for things that are important to you, things that are your priorities, not other people's priorities, and things that you can control. And then adaptability is, well, adapting. You know, something happens, it throws you off schedule, well... How can you adapt it to get you either back on schedule or to do less damage to your schedule? 
Now, if we put all of this into the realm of exercise, diet, weight loss, the things that you can control is, like I said, the food you eat, the way you approach the food that you eat, the way you plan for what you're going to eat, your exercise schedule, and your thoughts about food and your exercise schedule. And not every day is going to be perfect and it's not all going to go as planned, but that's where that adaptability comes in. So maybe you can't get to the gym because it closed because of COVID. Well, what else can you do? Well, you can go for a walk outside. You can look online at some of the different exercises that are available on YouTube or with different trainers. Um, there's certainly a slew of information out there to at least help guide you to a beginning. But at the end of the day, you can still move your body in some way, shape, or form. It may not be the exact way you planned, but it is still a way to keep yourself healthy. And if you're trying to lose weight and shape your body, maybe the gym closing puts you back a little bit, but it also opens up a new world for you to learn different things that can be done not in the gym. I mean, even just getting some resistance bands or just using body weight for exercises, there's still a lot that you can do. And of course, when it comes to food, same thing. There's a lot of knowledge out there. And I'm not saying that you jump on a diet or anything, but just learning, learning what vegetables do for you, learning about the different types of foods that you can eat and learning why certain foods are not necessarily as good for you. Of course, knowledge is power. And that's why I think the internet is so powerful because there's so much you can learn from it. So focus on that. Take the time to truly focus and do a little bit of research and learn things. Because when you know something or understand why it's supposed to work for you, then you're much more likely to stick to it. One example I see of this at the gym is that people will have a certain plan that they want to do and somebody might be using the exercise machine that was next on their plan and they sit there and they, they freak out. Uh, they get totally stressed because that person's on my machine. Well, adaptability is where you say, you know what, I'm going to skip to the next exercise and come back to that later or maybe just do a completely different exercise and not come back to that particular one. But either way, do something. Don't just stand there and get upset about it. Just do something else. And it could even be just getting back on a treadmill for five, 10 minutes or however long that person's on that particular machine you want. But this also goes back to the power that you have with knowledge. So if you have other exercises you know you can do for a particular body part, then that gives you more power over your time in the gym. So sometimes it's worth it just to hire a trainer to learn a couple of new exercises for different body parts just for that exact scenario. And alternately, you might go traveling and go into a gym that doesn't have your regular machines and you need to have an exercise that is for, well, any body part and just having that knowledge of different types of exercises and how to execute them properly will give you a workout in other places where you didn't think you could have one. So it takes us back to you're in control by learning different exercises that you can exchange versus feeling like you're not in control because you go somewhere and you don't know how to use the equipment. And the good thing about working with a trainer one-on-one -on -one is that if you've got different conditions or injuries or just a fitness history that is not normal, I suppose, 
you can talk to them and they can find the right exercises for you because not every exercise is great for every person. And as we go through life, different things start to not work quite right. The shoulder, the knee, the back, whatever. And getting with someone, talking with them one-on-one, -on -one, they can definitely point out what you should be doing and what you should be focusing on rather than just kind of willy-nilly grabbing something off the internet that may not be appropriate for your goals and may potentially even injure you if it's not appropriate for your particular physical history. So your focus on this is to think about the things that you can and cannot control, take accountability for those things that you can control, and then think of ways to adapt to those things that you can't control when they happen. So your focus is control, accountability, and adaptability. And together, all of those three are going to make you strong and powerful. Thanks for listening to the Strong and Powerful podcast. If you like this show and want instant notice of new episodes, sign up at strongandpowerful.com. Until next time, stay strong and powerful.